And good morning, NASCAR fans. Welcome to Green White Checkered here on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko, Brandon Bain back here with you this morning. And uh, great to have you back here on the show about um, a week off there last week. And uh, sorry to not prepare you for that. I looked on the calendar and whatnot and I came across it. Was, it was Easter Sunday and they might have raced, but uh, we took the morning off. So uh, if you can forgive us for that, but I hope you had a fantastic Easter with uh, your family and had a great time there had a great racing Sunday there last week as well and uh, we're back here with you on green white checkered also want to welcome back in uh, the Savannah crowd as we're back up and running there on a 104.3 FM and 1400 AM great to have everyone back involved here on green white checkered but uh, Brandon Bain of course back with us here this morning as always and uh, great to have uh, his input as always and can't wait to talk about everything we have on the docket today but uh, Brandon, first things first, man. Last Sunday, we're back at Bristol. We're back uh, on on the dirt track, too, under the lights this year. And it's Easter Sunday. So, uh, first of all, I want to get your thoughts on that, Having racing on Easter Sunday, having it be uh, the Bristol dirt race and under the lights. Also have the way it finished, man. Chase Briscoe, Tyler Reddick getting after it. Chase Briscoe went for it, got a little bit too deep, got loose there on the bottom, slid up into Tyler Reddick, and Kyle Busch, of all people, leads one lap, quote-unquote, if you want to call it that, backs it into a win, and leads one lap at Bristol and wins the Bristol Dirt Race there on Easter Sunday. Yeah, that was just a that was a crazy Sunday, PJ, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, Easter. I think the last time they raced on Easter was '89 at Richmond, and Rusty Wallace ended up winning that race. So it was a uh, it was a long time coming, uh, you know. And I tell you what, uh, it, it looks like uh, according to the TV ratings, it did pretty good. Now uh, we have conversations on here, me and you, about about the dirt and about the road courses and kind of the direction that NASCAR is trying to head. Uh, and, and I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of the dirt in NASCAR. I love dirt racing. Don't get me wrong. I just think that NASCAR is is asphalt and concrete and pavement bound cars. Um, so, uh, you know, that's just my personal opinion. Now, with that being said, uh, I mean it was a great race. It's racing. I love watching racing. I mean, it, it, it seemed that the track changed all night long, going from you know the top to the bottom, back to the top, and uh, there was only a couple guys that really had it set up to be able to run both for the longevity of the race and. You know, restarts came down to being everything, whether you restarted on the outside or on the inside. It seemed like guys that restarted on the inside would lose a couple spots every restart and have to gain those back. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what a spectacle, man. What a, what a great show, one, for the sport and a lot of eyes on it, and two, uh, you know, just, just kind of neat to see. So I uh, do want to, you know, give a big shout-out to Tyler Reddick, though. I tell you what, we talked about it uh, not last week, but the week before. We talked about it a little bit. And uh, I tell you, you know, we, we watch these younger guys in Xfinity like the Ty Gibbs and Sam Mayer and them getting in a, into a fight and a physical altercation after the race. And, um, you know, I, I hated to see Tyler Reddick lose one that way because he did have such a great car. And, uh, you know, we're all biding on that first win for him. We know it's coming at some point in time. We know he's going to get that win. And uh, what a better place than Bristol Dirt and, and such a good dirt racer when he, when he did. And such a good racer anyway. So um, I hated to see Briscoe do the move. I mean, I know it's part of racing, but uh, in my eyes, I wish he would have kind of taken a step back and said, well, I got my first career at Phoenix this year. 
I don't want to be the guy that takes it away from him. But what what a stand-up dude Tyler Reddick is after that race to go, hey, man, you know, I put it on myself. I was leading. I shouldn't have let him get that close to me. I had plenty of laps to pull away. I didn't do my job correctly. He he was going for it. He did what he did, you know, and, and no no physical altercations, no being upset, yelling back and forth. I mean, none of that. Both those guys, class acts, go talk it out like men. I mean, first thing Chase Briscoe said when he walked up was, hey, man, I, I apologize. That's on me. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it's all about. So to see that on top of a race on Easter Sunday, I tell you, PJ, it was a great day. I had an amazing day. Um, and an amazing race. Uh, like I said, I really, really wish Tyler Reddick would have won that one, but you hit the nail on the head whenever you said backed into one because Kyle Busch is notorious for whenever he loses or somebody beats him on a restart or somebody gets a win late, they backed into it, also known as Alex Bowman. So uh, I was glad to see uh, see the same scenario kind of happen to Kyle Busch, and hopefully maybe he'll just uh, not, not say those type of things the next time it happens for somebody else. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm I'm kind of right there with you. Hopefully, he'll uh, kind of think about that a little bit and uh, puts that in perspective. And obviously, it's it's easier to think about things like that and uh, kind of think that way when you're standing in victory lane. So uh, we'll see. He might have had those thoughts in victory lane, like, man, I just backed into one. Maybe I should should think about it next time I say something. Uh, then again, when uh, Kyle Busch gets emotional, as we've seen this weekend with some topics, uh, when, when he gets emotional about something, he, he kind of lets anything slip. So we'll see how he uh, how he talks next time uh, he loses a race uh, in, in this sort of fashion or on a restart or something like that, as you said. Um, I, you know, I'm one, uh, I'll believe it when I see it, but uh, obviously he, he did kind of back into one. He did have to put himself in position to be able to do that, though, and, and uh, running uh, very well. And I say the same thing about Alex Bowman and whatnot, you know, uh, just uh, being had to be in position there, and, and he was and took advantage of that. But uh, I think you're exactly right on, on a lot of those things. Uh, I will say that while, you know, I was very skeptical of NASCAR on dirt in general, um, with the Cub Series cars, uh, I have have very much enjoyed it. Uh, I will say they did a much better job this year than than last year. I think with just how they handled the track and how it affected everything around them and whatnot, and and the visibility, all that good stuff. Um, obviously, yeah, I did have the rain mixed in there. You had you know some of the overheating situations, and so th- there's definitely some things to work through still. Uh, I do enjoy it. I do think it it should be on the schedule. I don't know if it should be a points-paying race. I think yeah, if you want to do something like this for an all-star race or, you know, an open or, or something like that, you know, maybe, maybe we do it that way. I don't know if it, it should necessarily be a points-paying race. So I'm kind of in the middle. I want to see it every year now that it's now that it's started. Uh, it's kind of one of those things that it would be hard to take it away from me uh, now that we have it. But – uh, again, I, I don't know if we should make this a points-paying race that, that we're going to you know, give someone a playoff spot and everything like that throughout the year. So I, I think there is a little bit of leeway there, but at the same time, um, I, I do think, man, I, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it, and I, I want to see it on the schedule in, in some capacity, but I'm, I'm kind of with you on the, you know, I don't know if it's, it's right for the sport um, in a points-paying situation. Uh, I do love the way, as you mentioned, um, with, with Tyler Reddick and 
Uh, with Chase Briscoe after the race. Uh, again, I wish that wouldn't have happened on the track. You know, I wish Chase Briscoe would have kind of held it back a little bit. Go for the win, for sure. Um, so just maybe not send it in that much. Don't send it in in a situation where it's going to be checkers or wreckers, right? So, uh, you know, I'd like to see him hold back a little bit. Then again, I do respect a guy just straight up going for a win uh, completely, and I respect the heck out of Tyler Reddick. I'm definitely a guy that's that's – you know, we don't start a fight, but finish it if you need to, right? I'm, I'm not going to start a physical altercation, but I'll certainly finish it if I need to. Then again, I would definitely would have expected and understood Tyler Reddick to be uh, kind of more upset. But just the perspective that, that he used, right, to, to even look back and say, yeah, that was on me. I shouldn't have let him get get that close to me. He, I let him run him down. You know, I ran, I was the best car, and I, I led the most laps. I shouldn't have let that happen. The perspective to to be able to do that was was crazy and then also to have that the, that calmness uh now it is a little bit easier when you have a chase briscoe walking up and say hey man that is completely my fault but still would have expected maybe him to, to be a little bit more upset in that situation but uh, ultimately he was not so certainly respect the heck out of tyler reddick uh for that without a doubt and and i mean as we've talked about before this is coming. Maybe you know we'll get our picks later later in the in the day for Talladega, uh, but this is coming for Tyler Reddick. There, you know, maybe he gets uh, some good luck later today and, and is able to stand in victory lane there at Talladega. But there's without a doubt, I, I don't think there's any doubt that I'd say before the half point of the year, Tyler Reddick's going to be sitting uh, in victory lane here at some point with, with his first win. But uh, we have plenty to talk about already. Uh, eat, eating into the time here on Green White Checkered and a ton to talk about. Uh, as we mentioned here on the show, going to get our picks uh, later in the show as well. When we come back, an exciting day at Talladega yesterday already. A heck of a weekend, and certainly uh, can't wait to get our picks for today's race also. So we'll come back, talk about all that here on Green White Checker. And welcome back. It's Green White Checkered here on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko, Brandon Bain here with you. And I want to keep in mind also let you know Brandon Bain on Grubbin and Grubbin every Wednesday night at 6 o'clock there at Coach's Corner. Go on out, have a bite to eat, enjoy some uh, great drinks and uh, great entertainment as well as Rubbin and Grubbin every Wednesday night there at 6. Brandon will get you caught up on all the NASCAR news throughout the week and of course get you set for the race weekend there every Wednesday night at at six. If you can't make it, join on the Facebook Live there for Coach's Corner there every Wednesday night at six for Rubbin and Grubbin. But it's already been a heck of a weekend at Talladega, Brandon, and uh, some some news uh, coming out about Kyle Busch. Maybe we'll get to that here in a second if we have time. But I, I wanted to get to the Xfinity race there yesterday, actually. And I know we don't always talk about them, but thought some magic on on the racetrack there yesterday. Not only with how things finished, but uh, just to, you know some some history and whatnot. But uh, Noah Gregson able to come home with the win there, able to hold off an Earnhardt, Jeffrey Earnhardt, in a one race gig. We'll see if that changes. Um, running the three car once again, and a familiar face on the pit box as well. Larry Mack, Larry McReynolds, of course, former crew chief for Dale Earnhardt there at one point, um, jumps on the pit box for the first time in in many, many years and, you know, coaches Jeffrey Earnhardt to a second-place finish there at Talladega uh, in the 
AgPro 300. AJ Allmendinger comes home third there. Ryan Sieg fourth and Landon Castle in fifth. So big win there for Noah Gregson. Obviously, don't want to shy away from that. You know, congratulations to him and, and what he was able to do. Uh, but man, it, it was a it was a heck of a time seeing an Earnhardt back in the number three, a black number three, and Larry McReynolds as the crew chief. And if that's not enough, fighting for a win as well. I think this is maybe something we see more where Jeffrey Earnhardt maybe gets some more opportunities now that he's able to come home with his career best finish. But man, Larry Mack back on the pit box as well. There, there was something magic about that. Yeah, that was, that was a complete magical deal. I mean, that's kind of a piece of a NASCAR history, you know. I mean, you got an Earnhardt back in the three. You got Larry McReynolds up on the box. I mean, and, and like you said, PJ, contending for a win, man, there at Talladega. So, um, you know, it's kind of amazing. You know, we, we saw him have a couple stints here and there, um, you know, throughout Xfinity Series and, and have some full, fuller seasons. Uh, I'm pretty sure he ran at least, I know, one full season. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it kind of, you know, phased out and he kind of lost, you know, lost, lost touch with some of those sponsors and some of those opportunities. So, um, with that good run like that at Talladega, it just kind of shows you what kind of talent he has behind the wheel when he's got good equipment to get in. So I think that's something that we say for a lot of these drivers. Um, you know, you never really know how how talented a guy is. You can have the most talented guy in the worst equipment, and you never get to see him shine one bit. So um, just a great moment there. And what a better place than Talladega, right? I mean, we all know what Dale Sr. did there in honor of place, period, and Dale Jr. Um, it just seemed like Earnhardt's having that to be able to uh, just see different things at Talladega, I think. I think they have, like, you know, two sets of eyes or something, man. I don't know. It's pretty weird. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just a great piece. And, and like you said, don't want to take anything away from Noah Gregson because I tell you what, I really enjoy. Noah Gregson is a driver. I mean, he's got a little bit of an attitude, and uh, he's not, you know, scared to go out there and put it where it doesn't belong sometimes, man. And I mean, very aggressive guy, but um, you're seeing him kind of come to fruit this year. I mean, it seems like he's he's really got things rolling pretty good there uh, in that nine car and Xfinity series. And, and, you know, depending on what happens in the Cup Series over the next couple seasons and what rides become available, uh, you know, I think you might see him slide into a ride. We see him, uh, you know, there again, getting ready to start today. In that uh, that Beard Motorsports car, sixty two, man. So, um, you know, I think it's just, I think it's awesome. Uh, I think it's a great deal, and I think, I, I think NASCAR did a really good job. Um, you know, just the way that they kind of pushed that out there early in the week about Larry McReynolds and about uh, you know Jeffrey Earnhardt being together in that three. It's just, um, you know, it's a heartfelt moment for NASCAR, man. And uh, you know, I, I do want to mention this. You know, we we didn't talk about it when we talked about Kyle Busch winning that race, but that's 18 seasons in a row tying Richard Petty uh, with at least one that's win. True. So yeah. you know, I, I think it's safe to say that by next year, Kyle Busch is going to be uh, the the leader of that streak with 19 uh, seasons with a win and. 60 career wins there, man. And the only guy ever to do it on dirt and asphalt, man, or concrete. So I'm not going to take anything away, even though I don't care for him that much as a driver. But, uh, you know, like I said, a lot of history made here in the past couple weeks, man. And what a great moment yesterday there at Talladega. Man, thank you for bringing that up. Didn't want to overlook that. Kyle Busch, what an amazing feat that was. And, man, you're right. At the end of his career, maybe not with the championships, but at the end of his career, he's going to be one of these guys we're talking about with the greats, just with the talent he's able to display and the wins he's had over the course of these many years. But, yeah, for sure, it was it was 
magical, and it, it was a special moment. Seeing also just the emotion on Jeffrey Earnhardt's face after the race, sharing that moment with with Larry Mack and some of his family members, and uh, Richard Childress as well. That's another. It was a Richard Childress car uh, there, number three, and and all of that again. So it is just such a special moment. And I know a lot of a lot of people. I'm sure know what I'm an Earnhardt fan, big big time for sure, and. Listen, if Jeffrey Earnhardt finished 27th yesterday, I wouldn't be talking about this, okay? For sure. But he, he, he competed for the win. He was up there, so it's it's notable. <laughs> and I, I think it was something that's very special. And as you mentioned, Larry Mack being up there, he, he didn't rule out the return uh, to, to the pit box again. So uh, I'm very happy about that as well. Obviously did a great job. Saw the emotion from him there in the final laps as well. So I think he still has it in him uh, if – you know, if the opportunity arises. And that's been so interesting with Jeffrey Earnhardt, too. You had the weird deal where I uh, raced for Joe Gibbs for a little bit of the season a few years ago. I think the sponsorship fell through with AK and IK9, or they wanted uh, someone else in the car for some reason, and that kind of fell through. So it's been an odd time for Jeffrey Earnhardt, but I think that showed yesterday that at least at Talladega, at least in these uh, restrictor play cars, he can get it done. So hopefully uh, he has one more opportunity uh, left in the tank before NASCAR teams kind of start, uh, you know, straying to other places. So, so we'll see about that, but a great showing there yesterday. And as you said, solid win there by Noah Gregson. We'll see how he does in the 62 uh, later today. But speaking of later today, we'll come back and get our picks for today's race at Talladega here on Green White Checkered on ESPN Radio. And welcome back. It's Green White Checkered here on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko, Brandon Bain here with you. And uh, be sure to check out Brandon Bain on Rubbin' and Grubbin' every Wednesday night at 6 there at Coach's Corner. Go grab a bite to eat, and Brandon will catch you up with all of the NASCAR news there throughout the week and get you ready for each NASCAR weekend there on Rubbin' and Grubbin' 6 o'clock every Wednesday night there at Coach's Corner or on Coach's Corner's Facebook Live page. But uh, Brandon, we have Talladega later today. Obviously, a huge restrictor play uh, race as uh, we always look forward to this. Christopher Bell on the pole for the Geico 500. Who are you looking out for in today's race? Well, I tell you, PJ, I mean, it, it seems like this guy's got the knack for the super speedway. That out of all the, we'll say, younger generation drivers, this guy really's got it figured out. And I mean, it, the odds don't lie. You know, those guys in Vegas live in big houses for a reason, man. And, uh, you know, they got Ryan Blaney as one of those co four favorites. And I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney. I mean, I think there again, it's a guy that hasn't got a win yet this season, but he's run really good. He's actually leading uh, third, uh, let's see, second in the regular seasons, and I think third in the. Um, in the playoffs. So, I mean, you got to look at a guy that, um, you know, he's won there. I mean, and he knows how to kind of finish those races and put himself in a position to do it. And if he hasn't won, we've seen him push other guys out there to the win. So, um, I'll take Ryan Blaney to put himself in a good spot today for sure. Number two for me is another guy I think that's really good at doing it. If he can keep his nose clean and that's Chase Elliott, man, I, we've seen him there again with the help from Ryan Blaney and a good push. Um, you know, we've seen him get a win on our stricter plate. So, uh, again, winless this season. Season. hasn't got a win yet, which who would have thought we would have been talking about every other Hendrick driver but Chase Elliott, but uh, that's just kind of what kind of year it's been, but there again, leading the regular season points and second behind William Byron in the playoffs, so quietly good. I mean, hey, you don't have to make a lot of noise. We've seen Matt Kenseth win a championship with one race, man, so we'll, uh, we'll see what happens there, but I'll take him second today. Three, another guy who has had just an absolutely uh, dismal season outside of the Richmond win, and that's going to be the 11 of Denny Hamlin. Uh, you know, we talk about him a lot 
more at Daytona than we do at Talladega. Uh, but I think maybe today's they they kind of get that ship corrected there on the 11 team and uh, at least get it going here to the to the second third of the season. You know, the the second third of the ten races, third second third of the season for sure, get it going. But uh, yeah, I'll take Denny Hamlin third four for me. Another guy quietly good Joey Logano I mean we we know how good he is on restrictor plate uh, tracks super speedway tracks um, I, I look for the 22 there again a teammate of Ryan Blaney uh, to be right up front all day long uh, five for me I got I got to go with the only guy that's won two races this year and that's William Byron so if, if you kind of see what I did there a uh, couple Penske cars couple uh, Hendrick cars and a Gibbs car we're going to set it up there to where at least I know they're going to be working with each other for a while throughout the day if not manufacturers for sure teammates so I look for those five guys for sure. And uh, Dark Horses, look, if there's a place that this guy's going to go out and get it done and, and kind of re- definitely right the ship and, and make a little bit of a statement in that first year over in that six car, it's got to be Brad Keselowski, right? I mean, the winningest active driver at Talladega. Um, first career wing came there. I mean, I, he's just got a knack for it there again. So I definitely look for the six to be strong today. And uh, also, I mean, another guy that you got to look at that, you know, there again is has, you know, made his own and become a really good restrictor plate racer, and that's Bubba Wallace, man. I mean, uh, I, I don't think it's too far to say that when you go to a Daytona or a Talladega, uh, you know, there again, if he can keep it clean, if he can put himself in position, he's definitely able to go out there and, and get the win. So uh, I think those are two dark horses you got to look out for, for sure. I'm super stoked. I'm ready. I, I enjoy Talladega. You know, it, it's the times of you're sitting there watching lap after lap, waiting on the big one, or just waiting for it to click down to that final lap to see that finish, because at the end of the day, nine out of ten times, you know it is going to be a really, really exciting finish, man. So, uh, Everybody out there listening, make sure you tune in today and catch that Talladega race because it's going to be an awesome one for sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm right there with you. Like a lot of your picks as well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna swap your number five uh, with my one. Actually, I'm gonna go with William Byron. Like you said, uh, the only driver to win two races so far this year. A really solid restrictor plate racer as well. Uh, give me William Byron there, number one. I like your number one though, so I'm gonna go with him at number two. And that's Ryan Blaney has won two of the last five races there at Talladega and is an insanely solid um, restrictor plate driver. I think he's like you said, he's one of these guys that, of the young guys, he, he's probably the best of them uh, there at Restrictor Plate Races. Number three, uh, I am going to go with uh, Joey Logano there as well. Uh, again, teammate there, Ryan Blaney, and uh, just uh, insanely solid on Restrictor Plate Races, especially uh, there at Talladega also. Uh, so going to go there with Joey Logano. And, uh, you know, there at, at number four, uh, I think I'll stay with Chase Elliott there as well. I think that's a solid pick for sure. Uh, Chase is always very good at restrictor plate races. Has won here at Talladega in the past. We'll see if he's able to get in victory lane once again. Number five, I'm actually going to go with one of your dark horses, man. And like you said, that that tail end comment there about uh, Bubba Wallace, man. It, it, when he's becoming an insanely solid restrictor plate racer, uh, you know his his first race uh, there in the 43 uh, when he was running full time was a second place finish there at Daytona 500 this year. Second place finish in the Daytona 500 last year. Uh, the win there at Talladega. I know rain shortened, but. 
was leading uh, quite a bit there uh, in the last few laps and was holding off charges by a lot of different people. So he's shown his skill not only at being able to stay out of trouble, but also stay in front and be able to block those lanes really, really well. So Bubba Wallace is going to be my number five. And my dark horse, we talked about him a little bit. He won yesterday. Noah Gregson in that 62. Uh, They don't run a lot of races, uh, but hey, uh, I think it, Beard Motorsports there and in the Wendy's uh, car, I think Noah Gregson might have himself quite the day there in the 62. We'll see about him later uh, here in the Geico 500. But Brandon Bain, I am PJ Zuko. This has been Green White Checkered here on ESPN Radio every Sunday from 9 to 9.30. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your race day. Stay safe and God bless. Have a good one.